An expose on CNN shows, well, what we all knew to be true already. They're saying the quiet part out loud. How racist is policing? We'll talk about that. The Chauvin trial, court packing, everything today. Eric's America. I want you to say, I'm angry. It's okay. I'll process my anger. I love myself. Hello and welcome back. Happy Friday. It is Friday. Best day of the week, right? It is the weekend. Um, yeah, and so much going on, so much I have to go through today. It's actually probably going to be a little bit long of a show, which is, I'm sure it's fine. Um, there's just so much going on uh, and in so many different directions. It's uh, kind of crazy. Um, anyway, uh, start out really quick. Uh, glad to see that uh, the numbers are going up, and, and that's a testament to... Uh, everyone out there uh people are subscribing it is uh, a free thing i keep reminding people because they say people don't like to subscribe because they think it costs money but it doesn't it just means you get notified when episodes come out that's a good thing um like rate review stars help so much it means a whole lot and uh and i don't know if i've mentioned this yet and i need to um I don't know where all uh, you listen to podcasts, but I mean, we're on all the major platforms, including uh, iHeartRadio as well. You can find us on there now, too, if that's something you prefer. And anywhere that you listen, please uh, give us a good review and some stars, lots of stars, plenty of stars. That helps so, so much. Anyway, that out of the way, we're going to get started today. So much going on now. I don't know if uh, I know I've talked about them many times. Uh, Project Veritas. Um, they came out with some of this stuff on uh, CNN, and it's actually a three part. It's been going on for a couple days now, and uh, where they're just releasing parts at a time. And some of this stuff is pretty crazy. Now, some of it's really long, and I'll probably have to kind of, uh, you know, not play the whole, whole thing. Uh, it's really nuts. But a lot of it really is uh, stuff that we already knew. You know what I mean? Stuff that we already knew to be true. And that, you know, it's it's just they're not saying it out loud. And even he admits on here, his name is Charlie Chester. He is a an assistant, uh, assistant director, I believe, on uh, CNN. Or technical director. Yeah, he's a technical director, Charlie Chester. And uh, in the usual style, Veritas gets him out, uh, out and away from the office and just, uh, you know, talking off the cuff, which is, uh, you know, good way to get people to actually say what they really believe or what's really going on. And uh, yeah, so he's been releasing little parts here and there. And uh, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. It really is. So uh, we're going to start the first part is him just talking about uh, they're getting, uh, getting Trump out. That's their big thing, is they were getting Trump out here. Let's check this out real quick. We've got Trump out. I am 100% going to say it. And I 100% believe it, that if it wasn't for CNN, I don't know that Trump would have gotten voted out. I really don't think so. Really? I think if COVID had, I think if COVID hadn't happened, it wouldn't have mattered what covered, and Trump would still be in office. Oh. I, I no, I believe. No, I, I, I came to CNN because I wanted to be a part of that. So, 
So, yeah, he's uh, saying, you know, basically that, uh, yeah, we got Trump out. That's the reason I came to CNN was to get him out. And, uh, yeah, kind of crazy, huh? Yeah, little nuts, little nuts. But uh, there's so much more here. We're going to go through all of it. Um, <clears throat> here he's talking about what they did to help out Biden, which is, uh, well, which is, we all knew, we all knew all this. It's just interesting hearing somebody say it out loud. We did it. Like when Trump uh, was, uh, I, I don't know, like his hand was shaking or whatever. Like we brought in like so many medical people to like all tell a story that like it was all speculation. That he was like neurological damage, like that, that he was losing it. He's unfit to, you know, whatever. We were, we were creating a story there that we didn't know anything about. You know, we were. So that's, that's, I think that's a propaganda. You know? um, we had nothing else to run with at that time. We were like just taking shots off the bow, just hoping something would hit. You know? I guess I have a, a confession. I, I worry about Biden and his, and, his, and his health. I'll pause this just for a second. Yeah, if you haven't watched these videos, you can go watch the videos. Obviously, it's just the audio, but. The big thing really is, is they they're recording them while they're out, like at out to dinner and that sort of thing. So it is kind of noisy, but you can hear hear quite a bit of it. If you want to, you know, see the whole thing, you can go to uh, their website, Project Veritas, and check it out. But here we'll finish this up. This is where he's talking about how they uh, made Biden look better. Yes. Your news help? What? You no, said, I said Biden, our, our president. Like, I'm, I want to just, like, literally, I just want to, like, take care of him and make sure he's okay. Like, he's definitely, the whole thing of him running during the entire press, like, run for the campaign, showing him jogging was obviously a deflection of his age, and they're trying to make him, like, oh, healthy. Is that what we did? I, I don't know. Like, what do you mean? We would always show shots of him jogging and that I'm healthy you know blah 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 and him and aviator shades and like a, like you paint him as a young geriatric I yeah, so essentially he's just saying, yeah, we just did all we could. I mean, he comes right out and admits it. he says it's uh, propaganda, which we all knew this. It's just interesting hearing somebody, you know, uh, say it out loud. You know, somebody actually coming out and saying it. And uh, it's really crazy. Uh, so, you know, he's really admitting to everything that people knew. But he's even, you know, he goes on to say basically that, uh, you know, we can't say this stuff out loud. You know, nobody would take us seriously. And, well, yeah, obviously, because if they know that you're manipulating everything. And that's crazy. He's talking about, you know, going in and, and getting experts and stuff about stories they had no idea about and the experts had no idea about. But we just, you know, we just uh, put it out there and, uh, you know, just taking wild stabs in the dark, hoping something would stick because, you know, he even says, yeah, we got Trump out. We got Trump out. That's what we did. Um, he goes on to say that uh, <clears throat> now things are going to change, you know, uh, things are going to change. They're going to move on to uh, something different here. Uh, check this out. I think there's just like a COVID fatigue. So like whenever a new story comes up, they're going to latch onto it. They've already announced in her office that once the public is will be open to it, we're going to start focusing mainly on climate um, uh, 
climate, like global warming, and like that's gonna be our next, like, um, I don't know, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, it's our, it's gonna be our focus. Like, uh, like our, our focus was to get Trump out of office, right? Without saying it, that's what it was, right? So our next thing is gonna be for climate change awareness. What does that look like? I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I have a feeling it's just going to be like constantly showing videos of like decline and ice and weather warming up and like the effects it's having on the economy and, and really talking about the head of the network. Like just who's that? Is that Zucker? Zucker. Yeah. I imagine that he's got his council and they've all like discussed like where. They think, um... So that's like the next... Pandemic-like story, like, that will, yeah, that will, will beat to death. But that one's got longevity, you know what I mean? It's not like... Is it definitive? Yeah, it'll last a long time. In other words, they're all set. You know, they've got years of material now because now they're just going to do nothing but focus on climate change. You know, um, and there's more here. We're going to go through more of this. Uh, some of these are a little long, so I may have to just kind of play parts of them and uh, kind of uh, mix and match there because some of these are really long. I mean, seven, eight minutes, so I'm not going to play the whole seven or eight minutes. But uh, it is really interesting. Uh, of course, you know, we all knew all this was going on. You know, we all knew it was all going on. Uh, it's just, uh, it's kind of shocking really to hear somebody, you know, just come out and say it really. But, uh, you know, that's the whole thing. How do you, how, I mean, how do you take it seriously? If you know that they're manipulating everything, uh, then how do you take any of it seriously? And that's the point, you know, they have to hide all that fact. They have to hide it all. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's a little rough to, uh, admit all of it. Uh, and then nobody's going to watch you or take you seriously. Um, here's uh, his uh, part two. Uh, and we're just going to play a few clips of this, the part two. Uh, this is where he's talking about um, uh, the, uh, I believe this is the part, and I have to check, but I believe this is the section where he's talking about uh, COVID selling, I believe. I believe that's what this is. Let's check it out real quick. So yeah, here's a minute of that. Sad news doesn't do well with ratings. You know, like if you can get someone in passion, that does really well with ratings. Sad news back to back to back doesn't do really well unless it affects them directly. COVID, gangbusters with ratings, right? Which is why we constantly have the death toll on the side, which I have a major problem with that we're tallying how many people die every day because i've even looked at it and be like look at it and be like let's make it higher like why isn't it high enough you know today like it would make our point better if it was higher and i'm like what am i rallying for that's a problem yeah that we're doing that, you know like well i mean it helps with ratings of course yeah but yeah i would expect i have a yeah, I mean, exactly. And that's what everybody was talking about. Why do you have a death counter like it's like voting night or something for deaths? And even he admits it like 
that he's got a problem because he's like, man, it made me feel bad because I'm like, man, you know, it'd be better if that number was higher. It'd really get through to people. And, uh, you know, you can start to tell that, uh, you know, even he's uh, sort of disillusioned with what the hell he's doing, which, uh, yeah, you should be. You really should be because that's, uh, uh, you know, I don't know what to say about that. Um, he goes on in there. Like I said, these clips are really, really long. But uh, he goes on to say that there's uh, many times that uh, they would take it down because, you know, different personalities or different directors, whatever producers didn't want it up on the screen. So they would take it down. And literally, they he talks about them having the red bat phone. So apparently there's a, a, a phone in, in, you know, in the studios that's connected directly to Jeff Zucker and he would call and, you know, Zucker would call and yell at them and tell them to get the numbers back up on the screen because that was the only reason people were watching. So get the numbers back up, keep people afraid, keep them glued in. And that's really the the big point here is, hey, listen, this is, um, you know, it's out and out just crazy manipulation, first of all. Second of all, uh why are you wanting to do that? And it's not news anymore at that point. You know, I don't, that's the big thing is it's not news. It's just entertainment and and whatever will get somebody to watch it, whether it's, you know, helping, whether it's actual informing people, whether it's any of that doesn't matter anymore. None of that matters. We have our agenda and we're just going to, um, you know, push it. And uh, get people to watch. It doesn't matter if it's helping them, hurting them, informing them. None of that matters anymore whatsoever. doesn't matter if it's true. None of that matters. Just keep them glued to the screen somehow and uh, change their point of view. And that's really what it is. And uh, so, yeah, that's uh, pretty disturbing. Um, let's check out clip number three here. Let's see what uh, goes on on it here. They're trying to, like, the Asian hate, like, the, the, the people are getting attacked over them. A bunch of black men that have been attacking Asian um, So I'm like, what are they doing? Like, we're trying to, like, help, like, with the BLM. And, like, we're going to, like, I mean, it's individuals. It's not a people, you know? Um, that's not good. The optics of that are not good. These little things like that are enough to set back movements. You know? Because the, 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 uh, the far left will start to latch on and create a story of like um, criminalizing an entire people. You know? Just easy, easier headlines, that way, I guess. Um, yeah, I don't know. So you're saying that the, the far left would label a whole so this is a really weird one uh he's talking about the asian hate thing and how um yeah they uh he didn't even realize it till he started looking up and realizing that it was uh primarily mostly um black males that were attacking asian people and you know, he was like, well, you know, we didn't want to show that because that's bad and people will start uh, thinking bad of people and we're trying to help the BLM movement. And that's just bizarre. You know what I mean? That's just bizarre. Who cares? I mean, you're supposed to be telling the truth or the news. And 
by not doing it, you know, he doesn't even acknowledge in this whole thing. He doesn't even acknowledge the fact that he's just letting uh, them demonize a whole different group of people who aren't doing any of it. And he's not a big deal. He said, well, I don't want them to get labeled. And then he gets all mixed up because he goes, well, the far left would just, you know, say it's all these people and it's just a few individuals. Well, yeah, that's what the right actually says. And, that, you know, then he's like, oh, no, no. I mean, the conservatives will do that. And it's like, no, you had it right. You, you had it exactly right. You know, you're pandering to the far left and that they do everything as collective and collective groups. And, you know, you don't want to look like you're siding with the people on the right going, hey, listen, there's just some bad individuals. Everybody's individuals. And that's what needs to take place. So. He realizes that, uh, and then he tries to turn it around real quick and try to, you know, somehow cover his butt, I guess. I mean, whatever he's, but he does start to, you know, kind of break down and go, yeah, I just really don't like what we're doing. This doesn't seem like it's helping anybody. And of course it's not. And anytime you're trying to completely manipulate, um, huge swaths of population and change people's minds about, and just indoctrinate people, uh, it's not good. It's not good in any way. You know, you got to get people to, uh, you know, you give people the facts and let them decide. They'll come to their own conclusions, you know. But uh, he says at the end of this, which I find very, uh, very funny, he goes, well, I don't see any difference between uh, CNN, MSNBC, and Fox. You know, everybody just has their, uh, their agenda, and that's what everybody's pushing. So that's just what it is. He said if you actually, and this is very telling, it's at the very end of this clip, um, he goes, if you want to find out what's really going on, you're just going to have to go listen to podcasts and independent journalists. They're the only ones actually telling what's really going on. And, uh, and that if, uh, once they start getting bigger, then they're just going to end up like us too, because they're going to have, you know, overlords basically telling them what they can and can't say. Uh, I don't know. Um, there's a lot of good ones out there. Uh, I'm trying to do my part. I mean, do I have, uh, an opinion on things. Yeah, I'm very upfront about my opinion, but also I'm not going to uh, lie in any way and say, well, this guy, you know, is great. He's wonderful when he's not. I mean, uh, just, you know, I, you know, put my feelings out there that I'm, you know, more, more of a right-leaning libertarian, you know, mindset, but you know, if people are doing bad things, it's just people doing bad things. If I don't agree with it, I just, you know, I'm going to put it out there. That's just the way it is. Um, it's not about just trying to shill for somebody, um, especially not like this. So, yeah, this is really interesting. If you get a chance, go to Project Veritas and you can watch these whole videos. And the videos do help uh, a little bit because it is subtitled. And as that's why I didn't play all these. I mean, I probably got 15, 17 minutes worth of you know, audio here, but it just gets so loud because yeah, they are out at restaurants and bars and whatnot and just talking candidly. And, um, you know, it's uh, a little hard and, uh, well, while I'm sitting here, um, now more shootings today. And this is the thing I want to go into this really quick because this is a big problem. This is a huge problem. People don't understand all this stuff. Well, people do understand that it all seems to happen in waves. You know, people people see this like, 
well, wait a second, one shooting happens or, or one bad thing happens and then more of it and more of it and more of it. And they're like, well, what's, um, what's going on, you know? And the thing is they've done research on this. They've done a lot of research on this. And the whole thing is if you talk about it and you give it air, it becomes like a, a contagion. And they've, they've studied this many times. You can go look up the studies. They're very interesting. So, like, you know, what they're saying is, like, if you had, like, you know, one school shooting, you know, way back in the day, um, there were school shootings before, say, Columbine, right? There were school shootings. It happened. But they didn't get the kind of you know, huge over the top publicity that Columbine did and all the, you know, in-depth research and all the exposés and all the documentaries. And once that starts hitting, it becomes like a mass hysteria thing. And the same thing happens with all types of shootings and all types of things. It's just like right now I'm looking at, uh, I guess, uh, you know, two dead officer hurt after a Texas traffic stop, you know, uh, that's literally breaking right now while I'm doing this podcast. And, you know, why is that? Well, that's because there's so much, you know, air given to, you know, all the police violence and everything else. Everybody's on edge. More people are going out to, uh, you know, looking to cause trouble, looking to get a few minutes of fame. There's so much of this stuff that is just contagious. And instead of, you know, trying to focus in on, oh, we're just going to take everybody's guns away because that'll make it better. Uh instead of actually focusing in on let's not give all these places, you know, all these events so much glorification and publicity all the time, you know, wall to wall, because all it's going to do is breed more and more and more of it. So that's interesting. That's just a side note. Uh, I usually have a, a TV on somewhere on mute while I'm doing the show, just, uh, just in case something, uh, you know, big starts breaking i can be like oh okay well that's what's going on so anyway back to all this and this will just uh roll into the next point i was going to talk about which is policing and is it so racist and is it not um well i mean if you look at the numbers it may be but not the way anybody is telling the narrative at all so all we've heard, and it, this uh, is a clip from MSNBC the other day. This guy talking about it here, we'll just set this up. Been saying we need to abolish American policing as it currently exists. It doesn't work. You know the average homicides that are actually solved by police departments? Only about 35%. You know the number of rapes and sexual assaults that are solved by police departments? You know, less than 60%. You know the percentage likelihood of being shot unarmed as a black person is like five times as likely than a white person? Policing doesn't work the way we're doing it right now. All right. Well, that guy's just a fucking idiot. We'll just uh, take care of that right now. Um, there is uh, so much wrong with what he said. By the way, I'm going to take care of one of his statistics really quick um, because it's just a bold-faced lie. It's absolute garbage. Let's clear that up really quick. 2020 statistics. Here we go. This is what you like. Uh, there were um, less than 1,000 people shot by police now this is armed and unarmed it's all together they don't have it all parsed out yet but they do have it broken down by race so uh even though um black males especially uh interact with the police at a extremely higher rate than the white population 
Okay. That's it's inner cities. It's inner city crime stuff. It's just reality. There's many reasons behind it. It's, it, you know, it's, it's just a known fact and there, there should be something to address that that would fix most of it. Um, with with all the issues with that but even though they are overwhelmingly interacting with police on a lot higher scale uh at least double um here are the numbers from 2020 457 white people shot and killed by police to 240 black weird huh now you would think and everybody's like well of course because there's more white people than black people well if you consider that 60 plus percent of all violent crime in this country is committed by black males uh and the rate of interaction with police is extremely higher with black males and 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 black individuals more than whites and they're just getting gunned down everywhere. Well, you'd think, well, it's probably about the same number. It's extremely smaller. Every year in this country, without fail, you can look up the numbers. White unarmed suspects are shot and killed by the police at double the rate of black. Double. Why don't you know about it? Why don't you hear about it? Because nobody cares. You got this jackass on CNN going, oh, I mean, we wouldn't want to influence anybody the wrong way. We're trying to help people out. I mean, we wouldn't want to, you know, that's the bullshit. That's what makes me mad. People like that are sitting there talking about it. And then people wonder, well, why don't I know these things? Well, because nobody's going to talk about them. And the people that do start talking about them end up getting, you know, kicked off everywhere. Or it's small little podcasts like mine that, you know, I get hate every week from, you know, jackasses on uh, social media, you know, calling me names or whatever. You know, because they don't know the truth. They have no idea. They won't do it for themselves. And you look at numbers like this and you go, holy shit, what is going on? Prime example, uh, Ashley Babbitt, you know, the lady that was at the Capitol. Was she where she, I mean, was she, you know, in somewhere she shouldn't have been? Yes. Was she armed? No. Was she attacking somebody? No. Were there police directly behind her if they wanted to stop her? Yes. You just watch the video. You can see there's, you know, six or eight. Capitol Police officer standing behind her. She gets shot and killed. You can't know. You're not even allowed to know the officer's name. And they announced that, no, we're not going to bring charges at all. There's nothing wrong with it. You know, she stuck her head through the window. Of course she needs to be shot. She's a white Trump supporter. Nothing, nothing. But this lady in Minnesota, you know, I just uh, had an issue, you know, have to keep my mouth shut at sometimes so I can keep my job. You know, I'm told, oh, of course, she's racist. She was just trying to kill somebody. Are you kidding me? Was she bad at her job? Well, I don't know. She was that day. She was really bad. Uh, I have that really quick. Here's some of the uh, body cam. I just did the one part where um, here it is. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like a really big fuck-up lady. And I, you know, my big thing is, you know, everybody talks about uh, this. And it is it tragic? Yes, it is tragic. It is. Somebody got shot and killed. Uh, the other tragic part is if you watch that video, thank God she, you know, uh, waited as long as she did to pull the trigger. 
because her partner crosses back and forth in front. I mean, she's waving the thing around because she, I mean, for whatever reason, she fucked up big time. Why is that? Well, I assume it's probably because there's not reoccurring training on these issues all the time. And there needs to be. Why isn't there? Well, mostly because the funding isn't there, you know, to retrain people and make sure that that is something you're trained on, you know, no less than every year that, uh, you know, sidearm on one side, taser on the other. Because if anybody I want to, you know, if anybody wants to disagree with that, uh, you can call and talk to me when you've never made a mistake ever. Okay. And so considering no one has ever lived a perfect existence and never made a mistake at home or at work, well, then I guess nobody has room to talk because that's my big point. Everybody's like, well, of course it's not a mistake. Who would make that stupid mistake? How many stupid mistakes have you made? Think about it. Now you take that on top of a high stress situation. Somebody's trying to uh, run away, flee. You're in high stress situation. Now you screw up. Is it terrible? Should you be fired? Yes. Anybody else makes those kind of mistakes? Of course you get fired. That's just the way it is. Do people make mistakes? Yes. Uh, are there consequences for those mistakes? Again, yes, there is. Um, will she probably get convicted of manslaughter? Uh, they have her at second degree. And, you know, that's it, it may happen. You know, I can't really say how I feel about that. Do I think that uh, they really need to do this? Because they're like, well, you know, it shouldn't be that hard. You have one on one side, one on the other. People who don't know uh, a lot about guns uh, are screwing this up, too, because they're like, well, doesn't it feel different? Well, if you haven't picked up a semi-automatic handgun in the past, I don't know, 20 years, you will know that they are plastic as well as the taser. So the feel in the hand, they make the taser feel like a, a sidearm because it makes it easier for people to handle and aim and operate. So, I mean, I can see it happen. High stress situation. You know, maybe she, you know, they said she has lots of, a lot of years on the police force. That may be, that may be so, but she may not have been in this kind of situation very often. And if you're not very well trained, you're not ready for it. It can happen. And it's terrible, but in any way, does it make it, oh, well, it's just racist cops out there killing. I can give you the numbers right now to show you that it's not. Does it matter? No. Why doesn't it matter? Because jerk-offs like this douchebag at CNN, well, we can't talk about that. That'll hurt the cause. What cause? What jerks? Oh, yeah, I'm fired up today. I really, really am because, you know, there's so many things that are happening, and a lot of the reason they happen is because of crap like this guy at CNN, MSNBC. These people go on, they just lie their ass off. All they want to do is manipulate people and keep them glued to any kind of bad news and keep everybody scared in their home watching their content. It's so disingenuous. So disingenuous. And I, you know, before anybody gets on me, uh, I don't think Fox is any better when it comes to any of this fear-mongering at all period do not there are one or two people that i will watch and i don't usually watch them live i will watch you know their their opinion show later on after it's broadcast and uh that's it you know it's just it's too much it's too much man and it's killing and because what happens is that then gets filtered down into you know 
podcasts and everything else that are all connected with all these groups because people believe it and they keep talking about it. It's man, it's a whole thing. Oh, yes. So, yeah. Um, speaking of all this, getting through all this policing business, uh, the Chauvin trial is wrapping up. I guess Monday they're doing the uh, doing the closing arguments. It's all already gotten to that point, which is uh, it's a little weird. Uh, I, I expected the defense to put on a little bit more. But in all honesty, I don't really see where they would have had to. I mean, the prosecution... I know you see it on every site and everybody talking about the, uh, you know, doing the little blurbs and stuff about how, you know, the prosecution is winning, but they're just not. They just don't have a great case. And and if you listen to their witnesses, um, it was very biased because the judge allowed the first week of testimony just to be witnesses talking about how they felt about it. Well, that's not, you know, any facts or anything that's going to help decide the case. That's not the case. It's not an emotional case. Uh, because that's not what the legal system is about. You know, justice is blind for a reason. Uh, the lady standing outside has a blindfold on because it's supposed to be completely blind. Don't care who you are or any of that. Give me the facts and we'll decide. So that was a little crazy. After that, their case really kind of fell apart. I mean, we've talked about it. The medical examiner came out and admitted, hey, I just watched the video and said cops killed him. Um, don't have any other evidence because all the evidence told me something else happened. But we're going to get into the Chauvin trial right after this. Have you heard words and phrases you don't understand or don't know the meaning of? Well, here's your answer. It's the new leftist to English dictionary from Eric Core. We help you make sense of words and phrases or let you know they have no meaning. Have you ever heard things like this? and not have any idea what it means well you're not alone we don't either well that's why we created the book to let you know you're not alone and not knowing what something means it happens all the time many words and phrases that leftists say we have no idea what they mean or maybe we do that's why you have to buy the leftist to english dictionary from eric core We'll help you out anytime you hear interesting phrases like a whole of government approach really means they just want to rob you blind and pay their friends and donors and help them get rich. It's a resource that is invaluable and will help every responsible family in these trying times. The Leftist to English Dictionary from Eric Core. Buy today. Save tomorrow. Eric Core is not responsible for any side effects from this product. That includes depression, anxiety, uncontrollable laughter or crying, anger, head injuries, or any unapproved use of this product or its definitions. The Leftist to English Dictionary. Buy it today. You'll thank us tomorrow. All right. And we're back. So, yeah, I mean, I'm just going to give you a little sample of what, uh, I don't know if you've been following the uh, Chauvin trial at all. But this is what I mean when I say that the prosecution didn't have a great time. And this is just just a small sample of a cross-examination of the cardiologist. And the cardiologist is trying to make this big point that, you know, he said, you know, he had said that, you know, Floyd had heart problems and the drugs or whatever. But then this is his explanation to try to pander, you know, of course, to the prosecution. And it doesn't really work real well. Here you go. Been restrained in the way in which he was 
I think he would have survived that day. I think he would have gone home or wherever he was going to go had he not been subjected to the prone and positional restraint that he was. So in other words, if he had gotten in the squad car, he'd be alive. Um, oh, I think my answer remains hurts. the same. That hurts. That hurt. And that's what happens, you know, because if uh, that's how a proper cross-examination cross works, you know, uh, it's not, obviously, it's not law and order and all that, but... You know, that's how you score points. You know, if you're sitting there and you're listening to this guy saying, oh, well, you know, the guy had problems, but if they wouldn't have put him on the ground, which, by the way, um, George Floyd asked to be put on the ground. He kicked his way out of a police car to get on the ground, was asked to be put on the ground. Uh, and then I don't know if you have uh, checked it all out because, uh, you know, they actually came out and now they're actually admitting, well, no, his knee wasn't on his neck for over nine minutes. It's not. Yeah, they're saying, well, it moved around a lot. It went to his shoulder. It went, you know, to his back. You know, he moved around a lot. He didn't always have his weight on him. They've already, you know, kind of conceded all this. If you haven't been keeping up, and, and you wouldn't know this. If you look at, uh, you know, the, the articles and, and what they're saying about the Chauvin trial, you wouldn't know all this, that the prosecution has basically had to admit all this that yeah no uh you know Derek Chauvin didn't kneel on his neck for nine and a half minutes at all he moved around it was mostly on his shoulder and this and that and that you know the medical examiner said hey listen you know I just watched the video and said the police killed him uh if you know I hadn't seen the video I would have said he died of drug overdose if the drugs weren't there I'd say he died of a heart problem you know, he had major blockages. He had heart uh, heart issues. He had just getting over COVID. He took a bunch of drugs. Um, and this actually summed it up quite well. It said, hey, listen, you know, he would have survived. And the guy actually, this is what's really chilling about that, is the fact the guy goes, he would have survived that day. And that is the key point. That's what you should hone in on. He would have survived that day. In other words, maybe not the next you know, and that's what's really screwed up. And you can say that about anybody, but when it's coming from the cardiologist, it's kind of the whole thing of like, yeah, the guy was in really bad shape. And that's important because you got to show that, you know, listen, you know, this is what happens when you uh, have all these issues and, uh, you know, take drugs and all that. So that's what happened. Now, they had a use of force expert that had actually worked with uh, the Minneapolis Police Department, I guess, at some point and worked at some others. And uh, he did pretty well. He was doing pretty good. Uh, he kind of screws up at the end. We'll check it out really quick. This was his first uh, part here that I thought was interesting. So was the officer's use of force proportionate to the level of resistance demonstrated by the suspect? Objectively reasonable, correct? Yes. So in terms of your three-part analysis, did you apply that analysis to this case? I did. In your opinion, was this a use of deadly force? It was not. And can you just briefly overview your opinions in this particular case? I felt that Derek Chauvin was justified, was acting with objective reasonableness, following Minneapolis Police Department policy and current standards of law enforcement and his interactions with Mr. Floyd. 
yeah, so, you know, that went pretty well. And his next piece starts to go well, but he uses the wrong language and the prosecution jumps on it here. Uh, here, we'll play this. Safer for the suspect to keep him in that prone control. Because if they were to get up and run, handcuffed, trip and fall, sustain facial injuries, other injuries on the ground, their mobility is reduced, their ability to move is reduced, and the ability to hurt themselves is reduced. What if, what if they became sick, for example? Prone control, instead of having somebody lay on their back where they could aspirate on vomit, prone control, their face is down, airway is clear. If they vomit, it's not going to go down their trachea or down their throat. Okay, so what he screwed up on is the fact that he was saying that it was uh, a, a non-use of force. And that's a problem because, you know, it is a minimal use of force. And he said it wasn't a, you know, a... Uh, a deadly force but he went to the point of saying that it was like no force and the prosecution jumped on him and this is not good a compliant person would have both their hands in the small of their back and just be resting comfortably versus like he's still moving around did you say resting comfortably or laying comfortably resting comfortably on the pavement yes at this point in time when he's attempting to breathe by shoving his shoulder into the pavement I was describing what the signs of a perfectly compliant person would be. So this is what's screwed up. You know, yeah, he screwed up by saying resting comfortably or whatever. Um, yeah, nobody says getting arrested is supposed to be super comfortable. You know, you're not going to a hotel room. You know, you're not uh, getting a uh, escort to, uh, you know, a VIP escort somewhere. Okay. Uh, and... As anybody knows, I mean, as reasonable people, and this is where the jury comes in. And I do I think he can get a completely fair trial? No. Do I think he's going to get acquitted of everything? No. I, I believe that he will get a hung jury. Uh, that's exactly what I think is going to happen. And then Minneapolis is going to be on fucking fire. It's going to be burning. Every city is going to burn. We're going to have another 2020 summer. But the truth is, you know, you just can't. This is just one of those situations. And they even had uh, a uh, a lady come on, a paramedic, from when he got uh, pulled over in 2017. Very similar thing. He acts the same way. Oh, don't shoot me, don't shoot me, man, don't shoot me. And then, you know, he takes a whole bunch of drugs and then just has to get transported uh, to uh, the hospital. And the paramedic's like, yeah, he, he took like seven or nine Percocets and said he had been doing that all day. Uh, I mean... You know, is it tragic somebody dies? Of course it is. Was this man seemed to be hell-bent on killing himself? Yeah, he did. And it's it's a pretty sad situation. And, you know, it goes back to the war on drugs and what we should be looking at with that because, you know, it's just a, a bad situation all around. But this is what is a problem. If there is any impartial jurors whatsoever, and I know they're terrified. I mean, the judge has pretty much set it up to get this guy convicted. He let all the emotional stuff in, which I don't even think that matters at this point. If anybody was a, uh, a person with critical thinking skills at all, they're, you know, they have more than reasonable doubt at this point. I mean, that's no question, but there are ideological differences on the jury. So you're never going, I just don't see any way you're going to get a not guilty. It's not going to happen. There's not going to be a not guilty. What there probably is going to be is a hung jury or at the very, very, very most at this point, they're going to try to get some sort of manslaughter. And that would be, 
And even that, I think, is a stretch at this point for some of the juries. I, I just really, you know, you hear stuff like this over and over, and it's like, man, really? You know, you can't tell me that laying me down and, and just putting a knee on my shoulder, a 140-pound guy on the back of a 300-pound man is not going to make a difference. And that's just the way it is. I mean, I... <laughs> It's, it's, it's crazy. And this is all broken down. And the bad part is it all circles back again to what the guy at CNN was saying that, Hey, you know, basically, Hey, we just do what we want and we spin the stories and skew the stories however we want. And the problem is when you convince a large part of the population of all these manipulations, because you think it's selling or you, it's, it's fitting your ideological narrative. Well, there you have a problem. Because now people believe things that aren't true. And now you have riots and just, you know, hell on earth and people destroying themselves, destroying neighborhoods, destroying, you know, all kinds of things that are going to be detrimental to themselves just because, hey, man, that's what sells. That's our, you know, that's where we want to go. So, yeah, it's it's really crazy. It is really, really crazy. And you know, uh, where does it go? Here's another example. Did you, has Chicago been burning down? I haven't noticed Chicago burning down. Did you, uh, hear about this? I'm sure you have heard it now or, or maybe not because, you know, if it's not a, uh, a, a black suspect, then nobody cares. You know, we already know about the Ashley Babbitt thing. And I guess, uh, we're just now finding out that, uh, almost a month ago, Adam Toledo, a 13 year old, uh, non black boy, um, was shot and killed in Chicago. Apparently he was, uh, you know, had an airsoft gun or whatever, dropped it. There's a video. It's highly disturbing. And he was shot and killed. And no, uh, there was no riots. There's no uh, liquor stores being uh, raided. Uh, the Dollar Tree isn't getting uh, looted and burned. Um, you know, it's fine. There are tons of these. In fact, there are twice as many white people killed like this every year no one says anything but yet how do we get to this point where does this ideology come from and we've talked about it many times it's critical race theory and it is infecting everything critical race theory is just racism that's all it is it's out and out racism and it all comes from an ideological point of view it has nothing to do with actual facts or anything to do with race or race relations. It is just a way to push Marxism by instead of, you know, having the, you know, class warfare of rich and poor capitalist and proletariat, it's white and black. And that's where we're at. So how do you get there? You get there by people like this. Here's the ethnic studies co-founder. Uh, check this out. Side of the United States, Native people have been actively fighting a long war to dismantle the United States. So then we can actually think about, well, what happens if we honor Native people's acknowledgments and begin to tear apart the United States internally? What if we decide mm -hmm. to call this place the United States no longer? All the, the horrific that white people have been doing to us has now begun to haunt them. And so because they've been experimenting on us for 500 years, it's no longer something you can contain anymore. 500 years. That's weird. 
how old is America? Let me check. Huh. Weird. 240-some years old. Wow. That's weird. So why is America the problem? I'm not really sure. Um, this is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. Period. And, oh, I don't know if I mentioned this. It was a quick thing, and then we'll go on with this. I uh, just saw the other day that there's going to be a little bit of a problem. A little bit of a problem when you start talking about the native peoples uh, of the Americas. Because what's really strange is they started doing uh, some DNA research and, uh, uh-oh, um, looks like all the native peoples, um, they're all descended, uh, they're all descendants of uh, the um, ancient peoples of Europe. Ooh, that's a little bit of a problem. That means uh, they're Europeans too. Oopsie. That might, you know, kick a big hole in your idea that it's European white uh, oppressors all the time if you're European too of descent so that's kind of funny I saw that the other day but anyway people like this uh, Dina Simmons and this is coming for the schools this is her talking to teachers about critical race theory here you go change is the mentality of slavery right we see it show up and how um, we are expected to be super heroes and heroines super people but it's the insidious ways where you kind of have an experience multiple deaths daily just by showing up authentically as your black self you know and it's crazy that the emotional labor that black folks especially in white spaces got to engage in um just to ask yourself am i safe to be black here right and then i got to put on this show and i got to perform that kills me because the 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 the, the holding it in is work, is laborious, it's killing us. If the educator has not done the work, if the school is seeped in white supremacy, right. then guess what that career- I can't, I can't take anymore. What the hell is she talking about? What she's talking about is if you expect people to have the same, this is where they go with this and this, oh God, it makes my head hurt. So apparently expecting people to show up on time, to do their job, to try to achieve a goal, to better themselves. All that is somehow white supremacy. And God, you're just, you're killing black people by asking them to have the same standards as everyone else. Now, some people say, wow, that's that's really screwed up. What that is, is absolute bigotry. I mean, that is white supremacist KKK horseshit saying that, well, no, I mean, God, it's just way too hard. I mean, I mean, they're literally saying that black people are just too dumb and too lazy to operate day-to-day -day life. And they're saying it out loud, and somehow people are supporting this and saying, well, yeah, I mean, that's that's really racist to expect everybody to show up and do the same thing and work the same. And, and what the hell is she talking about, about about being superhuman, expected to be superhumans? I mean, showing up on time and doing your job and, and working to achieve a goal. I mean, that's just trying to be, that's just way too hard. The hell are you talking about, you racist, bigot, asshole? Wow. And I, you know, and I did see... Um, Jason Whitlock uh, yesterday on Crowder, you know, he got uh, a little heated about them saying it's the soft because I think it was, was it W? I think it was W. It said it was the 
the soft bigotry of low expectation. And he got really upset. He goes, no, it's not soft bigotry. It's just out and out bigotry. And that's what she's doing. She's literally just out and out bigotry going, well, I mean, you expect, you know, black people to show up on time. You expect minorities to, you know, just, you know, work and do the same things as everybody else. And I mean, they just can't. They can't. That's just asking way too much. That is just out and out bigotry. I mean, you must have copied it. Like I said, you must have called up Richard Spencer and David Duke and said, hey, send me some pamphlets, man. I really need to make uh, some real racist crap, you know, and and sell it because it sells. And why would it sell to uh, the party on the left? Well, it's because they've always been the party of racism. They've always been the party of oppression. That's who they are. These people were bent in that direction. Something else, Jason Whitlock, I got to mention this because I thought it was awesome. If you get a chance, go watch it, um, him on Crowder. Man, just some really, really good things. He was talking about, you know, he really hated that, uh, you know, comedians have really let him down because he was talking about, you know, one of his favorites was Richard Pryor. And if you've never listened to some Richard Pryor, uh, it's great, you know. Uh, and he takes no, he takes no prisoners on anybody. I mean, he's just, he hits everybody white, black, whatever. I mean, there was no, nothing off limits and that's the way comedy used to be. That's the comedy I like. One of my favorite comedians all time was Sam Kennison. And I mean, there was nothing off limits. It was just, you know, he just, you know, ranting and raving. It was hilarious, but this is what he was talking about. You know, you can feel comfortable doing all this if you live an authentic life. You know, you're not trying to virtue signal. You're not doing any of that. You're just saying, hey, you know, I I live a normal life. I'm not, you know, I'm not out there trying to say I'm anti-racist. I'm just not racist. I, you know, have, you know, friends from whatever background. I don't worry about it. I just live an authentic life. I'm just me. And so it's not, I'm not worried about being so... Uh, on edge about telling jokes that you know some people think are off color because you know I'm I just live a normal life and I have friends of all different ethnicities uh, just the general population and I thought that was really interesting so it is really good he's uh, and he addresses this too about you know just how bigoted it is to tell people well you're just too lazy and too dumb you can't do this you can't do that she uh, she goes on further here you go check this out this is again dina simmons she helps teachers learn how to be bigots i guess the hierarchy of structures in organizations who gets paid and who has the power to say this that's all capitalism and honestly to me that's whiteness and we have to eradicate whiteness we have to abolish whiteness as well oh okay so it's about capitalism and capitalism is whiteness now it all comes together now we understand. Now we get the point, right? We get the point. Talk about it. Am I a Marxist? I'm a lot of things. I do believe in Marxism. It's a philosophy that I learned really early on in my organizing career. I actually do have an ideological frame. Um, myself and Alicia in particular are trained organizers. Um, we uh, are trained Marxists. Yeah, 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 yeah. Does that sound familiar? Trained Marxist. The hierarchy of structures in organizations, who gets paid and who has the power to say this, that's all capitalism. And honestly, to me, that's whiteness. And we have to eradicate whiteness. We have to abolish whiteness as well. To you, that's whiteness. Wow. Wow. Yeah, so, I mean, they're saying it. But again, when you have an ideological bend, you're not going to come out and tell the truth. 
at all. And they don't. And that's why this stuff keeps going on. It has nothing. And the problem is you're convincing a large swath of these populations to believe in your garbage. And they have no idea what they're signing up for. None whatsoever. Talking about the abolishment of capitalism, you know, Marxism, socialism, the most discredited idea ideas of all time that lead to nothing but misery and death. And somehow, and the only reason these people push it is because they are deluded enough to think that they are going to be the ones at the top. That's what it's about. It's about power. If I can get everybody to go along with this and I can be the leader, I can be the, the one at the top telling all these idiots what to do. And there's nothing off limits. Nothing whatsoever. You're going to lie to people and tell them, oh, well, yeah, the police are just out shooting and killing everybody all the time. Why do they do that? Abolish the police. Well, they want to abolish all the police. They want to abolish all the local police so everything can be federalized. Why would you want everything to be federalized? Well, she just told you why you'd have everything to be federalized. Why would you want the federal centralized government to take over every, everything? Right here. The hierarchy of structures in organizations, who gets paid and who has the power to say this, that's all capitalism. And honestly, to me, that's whiteness. That's it. How do you get rid of a capitalist society? How do you move it into a Marxist socialist society? Well, you have to abolish all the things that we have in this country. You got to abolish federalism. You got to abolish all the state and local governments, have them all come under one centralized power, period. Now, is CNN going to cover it? No, no. Chester says no, no. What's their big thing now? No, their big thing's going to be climate change. And showing how that, and that goes along with it too. Of course. Fear sells. Get people hooked with fear. Keep them on edge. Keep them working because it's easier to herd the sheep into whatever you want if they're scared and hiding. It is just... Oh, man. It's really sad. Really sickening. Well, anyway, moving on from all this insanity, which, you know, please, if this is coming to schools, if you have kids in school, you, you just got to double check and see what they're learning, really. And, uh, you know, really become a home educator when it comes to this stuff, honestly. We've got to combat this, period. Either that or you go and you get on, you know, go to board meetings, everything, and fight to keep this corrosive bigotry out because it needs to be gone. It is corrosive. It has nothing to do with anything that comes to race relations. These people have come out, blatantly said what their goal is. Their goal is to end capitalism, to end America. They want to tear it down. They want to have a socialist, communist utopia. They're Marxist. And what's really funny for a Marxist, they're out buying a lot of property there. Uh, Patrice Cullors is out. Uh, she's benefiting quite a bit from capitalism. Isn't that weird? Very, very odd. Indeed. So what is the other big thing? Well, the other big thing, there are a couple big things going on uh, when it comes to um, politics. Yes, there is. Um, number one is now the Senate uh, and House have proposed, uh, the Democrats in the city, uh, Senate and the House, 
uh, I think it was Nadler in the Senate, and I don't even remember who it was in the House, but Jerry Nadler, good Lord. I'm surprised maybe he had to, uh, he might have to pull his pants down a little bit to get all this out. But yeah, they are introducing a bill to increase the Supreme Court by four members and make it 13 members. Now, why? Why would they need to add four members? Why is that number to get it to 13? Well, of course, we all agree that it has to be an odd number, I guess, because that way you have a majority in one way or the other. You don't have a split court. And since the court right now is considered to be six to three uh, on the conservative side, which I highly, highly, highly disagree with, highly disagree with John Roberts may have been appointed by W, but conservative, yeah, that's a stretch and a half. You got to do some gymnastics to get there. Um, but even then, it'd be five to four. But they see it as a six to three court because John Roberts uh, was appointed by a Republican, and that's a problem, you know, because there's only a problem if they do not, if the Democrat Party does not get to dictate everything and make all the rules and set all the laws and do all that, then it's racist and it's horrible and we have to just tear it down. And that's what's going on here. They want to make get four justices so then they can have a seven to six majority so they can do whatever they want and tell you that it's fine. They can take away your guns, your free speech, you know, your freedom of movement, all that, because I think I've talked about this before. There's a lot of things in the Chinese constitution. They have a constitution. There's a lot of things that says you have freedom of religion and speech and everything else. It only matters if the government supports it. And if the government doesn't support it and defend it, well, it doesn't really matter. It's not a real right. Now, our whole system is predicated on not just the rights that we were given, but the fact that our government has agreed you know, that we have put people in place that holds the government accountable. And everybody has tried to some extent to follow the rules. And if they haven't, we've tried to go back and fix it. We've tried to work on this. The best system in the world, it's not perfect, but it's the best anybody's been able to come up with. And no, socialism and communism are not a good alternative in any way, shape, or form. And if you believe that, then I don't know what to do to help you. So, I don't know. So... Anyway, uh, now they're talking about court packing. Now, this is what Biden had to say in the past about court packing when FDR tried it. This whole adage about power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. Corrupted by power, in my view, unveiled his court packing plan. He wanted to increase the number of justices to 15, allowing himself to nominate those additional judges. Took an act of courage on the part of his own party institutionally to stand up against this power grab the election is over now look i know it's a great question y'all and i don't blame you for asking but you know the moment i answer that question the headline in every one of your papers will be about that other than other than focusing on what's happening now if they vote out before the election you are open to expanding the court i'm open to considering what happens from that point on Oh, weird. So, um, you know, a few years ago when, you know, Democrat wasn't the majority, um, he said FDR was just power hungry, trying to pack the court to get all of his stuff done. I mean, he was crazy and they did the right thing by stopping him. But now, now that he has power, well, we'll consider it. 
we'll consider it. Now, he had convened a panel, quote-unquote panel, a nonpartisan panel, yeah, if you believe that. Uh, they were going to take 180 days to talk about how they could, uh, you know, reform the Supreme Court. Well, there's nothing wrong with the Supreme Court, um, except I think we still have too many activists on it. Um, either way, I mean, I honestly think we need strict constitutionalists. Why else would, you know, people be on the Supreme Court to uh, adjudicate and make decisions on what is constitutional and what is not? And see, that is actually what makes us a lot different. And that is, uh, you know, I mean, we could go into civics, you know, over and over, but that's what we have in this country that other countries don't. They write a constitution, they have the government. They do not have a Supreme Court that is then tasked with saying, okay, is this in line with the constitution? If it's not, then it will not work, and we're going to kick it back. It is the third branch of government, and it is supposed to be the non-political branch of government. Um, that has always been a problem, and it's been a problem for both sides because there's been people, uh, i.e., like John Roberts, who are considered to be, you know, on the right. That doesn't seem to ever fall on the right side of that. Um, but what you really want are strict constitutionalists who don't care either way, don't have an ideological bent either way to advocate uh, really an agenda just to decide what uh, is constitutional and what is not. That is what you truly want. Uh, but yeah, they didn't even wait for the panel to be convened or make any decisions. They just went ahead and have introduced this bill. Um, along with the bill to create D.C. as a state, which they're not going to get through, even even if they somehow got a uh, filibuster-proof majority, 60 votes. Somehow they pulled that off, which they're not going to get. But even if they did or somehow figured out a way to get it through with a 51-vote majority, it still wouldn't happen because then it would have to be, it would go to the Supreme Court, obviously. And since... It's unconstitutional explicitly. Um, that wouldn't happen. But that's why they're setting this up. All these things that they're trying to do, they know are unconstitutional. So the only way they're going to get them accomplished is by changing the Supreme Court and adding four leftist ad, you know, activist judges. That's how they're going to get it done. That's how they're going to get these things through. We'll see what happens. I don't think it has a prayer in hell because they don't have a filibuster-proof majority. And I don't think that all of their uh, little, um, you know, leftists uh, in the Senate and House are going to go along with this court packing thing because it just leaves the door open. If you do it now and you add that, then the next Republican that gets elected is going to go, okay, well, we're going to add four and put us back in. And it just goes on and on to where then all of a sudden you got a hundred seat Supreme Court that is just another branch, another house of debate and not a court that decides merits on their face. And that's what we do not, absolutely do not want. Anyway, that is all I have for today. I hope you have a great weekend. Uh, we're going to keep an eye on all the things going on. And like I said, it's really interesting because you will notice that these kind of things happen in clusters because it's almost like a, uh, I'll, I'll look it up. You know what? We'll, we're going to talk about some of that Monday. We'll look up in the, the 
actual scientific terms for what that is. Um, I want to say it's something like fully ado, but that's, um, that's, um, you know, a different situation. Anyway, uh, please remember to, uh, like subscribe and we're everywhere. And I think I mentioned it uh, this time as well, that we are uh, also on iHeartRadio if that's, um, a platform that you enjoy too. So, um, please remember to, uh, like subscribe, which is free. Rate and reviews, stars matter a whole lot. That helps us move up the charts. If you want to contact with a question, comment, any of that, you can do so. Facebook at Eric's America Pod. Um, Eric's-America.com is the website. And old-fashioned email, Eric's America Pod at Gmail will get directly to me because it's just me. And uh, I will be back on Monday. We'll have plenty more, um, plenty more to talk about, even talk about some ufos which is always great so until monday please remember it's no agenda just america